Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. There has been some back. There's been some backstage shenanigans to start the show off. Uh, it's, you know, we should have like a premiere subscription. Like you can hear the nonsense we say to each other before the show for three dollars a month. Okay, well we would probably get three dollars one a month. year, <laughs> right? But, yes. But uh, all right. Well, we, we we ended our last show was saying we would talk about the Cleveland election. Yeah. And Justin Bibb, thirty-four year old Justin Bibb. I didn't realize young. he was that young. Yeah, he's he's young. Um, you know, I I have to be measured. Right, and how, how I talk about this just with what it I do. Impacts your job, job yeah. yes. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll roll. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I mean, look, I think it's he's, he's young. He's, he's a bright guy. Um, I think his, his, his energy is good. I think he's got some good ideas. Um, I think he's got, a, he's got the pulse of uh, half the city. Right. Um, he won fifty nine percent of the right. City, I mean, he won pretty overwhelmingly. You know, I mean, with nearly sixty percent of the vote. Um, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think I, I'm not going to crown him as the savior. Not that necessarily Cleveland needs saving. Um, we've got some good things going on in Cleveland in terms of development. Um, you know, which is my world, obviously. And then, sure. and then. Um, you know there there are some other good aspects of Cleveland that are that are rolling our way, but I mean we also are dealing with the same thing everybody else is across the nation with inflated prices. Uh, we've got issues with crime. Um, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where he goes, um, what he implements, and and how effective it is. Um, I, I was willing to give he or Kelly a chance. Um, you know, Kelly would be more kind of more of the same. Sure. Uh, coming from the 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 um, mayor Jackson, from this neighborhood, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, coming from that mayor Jackson tree, um, and you know, he's a city council president and he's been there forever, um, like I think, I think sixteen years, is what I read. yeah, nearly two uh, two decades. So, you know, we we I think we knew what we were getting with him, and it looks like the city said, yeah, you know what, let's try something different. So let's let's try it. I have to work direct, literally directly with the city. We're tied to the same grant. Um, you know, so, you know, we have to walk his new administration through kind of where, you know, how we got to where we are and what we need going forward. Um, you know, and I got to work with, you know, I got to work with a lot of people that are, that, that will be working directly with him and I have to work with him. So, you know, I, I'm not the type to pull punches. Uh, if he's doing good, I'll, you know, support it. If he's fucking up, I'll let him know in a very professional manner, uh, or his administration that like, look, it's not working. Um, you know, in, in my particular field, right? Sure. Um, and, and there's even a delicate way you have to handle that with the politics, but I won't not say anything. I, well, holding your tongue is not a strength of yours. <laughs> um, but, you know, a big issue was issue 24, which basically took away the mayor's direct response to uh, investigations involving uh, police, and now... There's going to be a civilian review board. Yep. Something that we talked about, Mike well, Woods. We, we, talked we about. had a civilian. We so we had the civilian review board before, right? Um, and that came with the consent decree, 
with everything that happened uh, over the last like 10, 15 years. It's just that this now gives more power and credence to that civilian re review board, removes the mayor out of it, um, and really sort of shifts power back to the, the people on how to deal with police misconduct. Um, sure. Which is, I, you know, we've talked about it a million times on the show. Um, you know, it may be worth bringing Mike back to, to sort of talk about it in terms of what our model looks like compared to the model that he's put out in different formats. Um, you know, his, his stance all along has been, you know, community, individual communities need to take control of this situation and do it themselves, right? Like he, he didn't want to put himself in the role of coming in and being the savior and setting it up you know, because it, you know, he interviewed for multiple jobs and ultimately each time he was just like, you know what, this is, if you're going to do it, the community needs to do it because each community is different in terms of what they want and what they need. And so Cleveland is doing that. Um, the police are not happy about it. The, pe uh, the people on the police force and, you know, any of their supporters or groupies or whatever sure. you want to call them are not happy about it. I have friends, I've said it a million times that are police officers that are upset um, have even said that they're going to go ahead and, do, I mean, my one friend, Chris, he said he's getting out of police work altogether, not moving to the suburbs to be a cop, but just saying, screw it, I'm just going to go into the trades, which, I mean, you know, because they, police firmly believe that, the, you know, that no one can tell them how to do their job other than them, which, you know, most people would, I mean, no matter who you are, what your job is, you, you don't, no one really wants oversight, right? And you sure, don't but... Want, there's a fundamental flaw with that logic. Yes, I, I am fully aware. I'm not backing. I'm just saying their belief is that no one can really, you know, oversee their job unless they've done the job. Um, and it, it doesn't apply to police work as much as they, they will tell you and try to bully you into believing it. That's just not true or accurate or right. Um, I think there's plenty of doctors who would love to say, you know what, the only way you can really judge me is if you've been a heart surgeon or a brain surgeon or an orthopedic surgeon. So, you know, these medical review boards that, you know, don't have those specific people on them or only have uh, um, or, or aren't made up of, of, of solely of doc. Well, that's not how it works. You know, right. I mean, like we, we, we well, have oversight. It is what it is. I, and I, I, what I couldn't get away from was Leslie Nielsen and uh, the Naked Gun going, next time I shoot somebody, I might actually get arrested or whatever he says. It's like, yeah, because yeah, you know, when and you shoot people, there should be accountability. Well, I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, it, it is about accountability and it's trust. I mean, and I don't care who you are, what side you're on. I mean, there is a clear division between police and those that, you know, adamantly support the police. Um, and then a lot of the different communities that they serve. Well, uh, the, those who adamantly support the police until the police are in their business, and then suddenly right, and then January 6th is oppression, not... Okay, right, right. sorry for randomly jumping yeah, down that road. I, but I just, I mean, you know, keeping it focused at home and, and kind of what we're dealing with, like, I mean, the neighborhood that I work in on the east side of Cleveland, most of the people there will tell you that, you know, like the police come around, they don't talk to them, they don't come outside, they don't trust them. There's a few, uh, you know, sort of neighborhood ambassadors that do have decent relationships with the police, but for the most part, the, the community doesn't. And so is there a way to, to, for this issue 24 to help amend that and mend it um, so that there is a better relationship there? We, we, we'll see. But that, we're, That's we're, a hope though, right? Right. That, that, that's the hope. I mean, and I'm actually tying this into, you know, I pushed off writing 
um, you know, one of the safety portions of the transition uh, and transformation in the neighborhood because I wanted to see where this came out uh, because I think there's an opportunity to really tie it all together, right? Not just with the whole city, but with specific areas within the city. Um, and so I'm more than willing to sort of kind of volunteer our project up to make that work to see if, if we can, you know, really bring back an effective level of community policing. Um, and help to deter crime, help to create better relationships between the police and the citizens. And look, you've you've talked to me multiple times after days at work where things went down that were fucking terrifying. And I'm sitting in my West Park, you know, <laughs> office uh, comfortably, and you're like, yeah, gunshots were going off outside my office, and people were coming to me, meaning yeah. you, yeah. you know. So the shit you've had to deal with up close and personal, I know yeah. that I'm... A, a level removed from but I think this is an example where we have an opportunity to see things change and we have to hold it accountable one way or another Yeah. if I, this doesn't help then we have to say okay all right. well we I, know that we, here's right, one we thing tried. we know that doesn't work right, right? We on tried. to the next thing um, you know I mean just and, and you know it's, one, it's, it's interesting because you know people you know my anti-gun friends are like what is your deal with guns? Why are you so... I'm like, look, man, I, I, you know, there's a lot of people who are into guns that have... Just like them, right? I mean, which, sure, is, which, right. which I think is fine. Like, if you just like guns, you just like guns, right? Like, I'm not uh, vehemently opposed to them. But, you know, I work in a place, I literally work in a place where bullets fly overhead, right? Where people shoot each other over beefs on social media, where people will rob you because they need to, because that's how they need to feed their family, right? There's also people that will kill you because they're just in a mood to kill you. Um, it's rough. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, I kind of feel the need to protect myself, but there's also a lot of people in, you know, that work, you know, with and around me, right? Not maybe in the same close proximity, but they have to come to me. They have to, you know, I mean, meetings and things like that, and I try actually not to have many at my office for that actual reason. Um, but what I would love to is by the time this is all over and this project is done for that to not be an issue where no one feels the need to worry about self, you know, protection and, and, and I can have meetings at my office because, you know, crime is basically non-existent. I would love for that to be the case. And in order for that to happen, you know, we need help from the city. We need help from the police and hopefully issue 24 helps to get us there. I mean, that, that, again, that's the goal, and, and you and I, I'm, I think we're basically on the same page, mm -hmm. but we also need to be, we need to hold be treated, hold them accountable. Right. If, if this doesn't make things better, you can't expect improvement overnight. And it's not going to happen overnight, yeah. It's, but, I, mean, we're, I mean, you know, like I'm, my project, it's a, it's a grant, and, you know, like the money all basically needs to be, you know, like built out by September 27, 2020, or September 25th, 2027. Right. Okay. Like, so <laughs> by the by the time I'm done with this project, you know, and I and one of the things I'll have to you, 2027 to me, you're like, am I going to be alive in 2027? Okay, well, it's five years, so uh, you'll be all right. Uh, but, you know, one of the things I do have to report on are safety and, and crime and metrics and things like that, which I, you know, will ultimately get from the city. And so I'll be able to tell you in, you know, five, six years if it, if it worked. Right, like uh, this time next year, I'm not going to be able to tell you. Right, and sure. even maybe two years after that, I probably won't be able to tell you. But you know, by the time I'm done with the project that I'm working on, I should be able to give you firsthand knowledge, backed up with the 
you know, data statistics to say, yeah, it worked, or nope, it's worse, and right. you know, Armageddon. And, and you know, Justin Bibb, you've got four years, and you know, I'll give you credit when you deserve it. I will criticize when it's appropriate. You know, having a 34-year-old mayor in a city that's had a recently retired 78-year-old mayor is going to be a bit of a change of gears. Prop. Yeah, Frank we'll Jack Frank Jackson uh, mixed things to say about, but uh, but anyway, I yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. So hey, Justin Bibb, you're you're the clock starts. Clock's ticking, and bud. And, and so we we're, were cheering for so you. So this was you know if we're putting in a mayor, that means it was just election season all over the right. country. Uh, so you know the big race that everybody was looking at was the Virginia election for governor uh, between Terry McAuliffe and. Um, Oh, shit. I can't think <laughs> of that. Yeah, the guy who won. Yeah, the guy who won. No, well, I I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm drawing brother. a blank, which is uh, bad That's on us. us. That's but, on us. Yep. But either way, so, you know, McAuliffe loses this race. Um, and, you know, there was the sort of knee-jerk reaction that, you know, like this is, you know, this is the, the canary in the coal mine for Democrats, and it's a, it was a devastating defeat, and Democrats have to rethink everything, and the Democratic agenda is not being super blah, blah, blah. We've If you're listening to this show, you've heard it all, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, OAN, wherever you get your news, sure. you've heard that this was just this devastating blow for the Democrats, their party, their agenda, Joe Biden, go on. Um, you know, and, and, and initially I kind of bought into it, but the more I think about it, I, 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 don't, I don't know about that. Like, is it good for the Democrats? No, it's not good. Um, was it a blowout win? No. I mean, it was 50 to 49, right? I mean, 50 to 48 point whatever percent. Um, so it was a two percentage point win, uh, you know, for the Republicans in the GOP. Um, they didn't run on anything substantial. They just ran on, hey, critical race theory is bad. You can't get between parents and their students. Uh, and, ma- and anything relating to vaccine mandates or mass mandates are bad. And, you know, the Democrats are coming in with this, you know, socialist agenda that will turn into fascism and it's going to destroy the country. Right. That was their message. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and they ran with it. Right. Like they were in lockstep the entire time. You heard it all across conservative media, uh, news media. Uh, anywhere on social media, uh, they were all saying the same things. They focused, they hammered the idea of critical race theory, right? That it was being taught in schools K through 12 and that the we that the Democrats were trying to... Uh, um, you Make know, br- white people feel evil because they... Yeah, brainwash right, kids right, into right. guilt about, you know, all sorts of different things. Uh, we saw some of the, 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 the bills that have been put in place, whether it's Texas or, or pending in, in, in different states as it relates to CRT, and they used it as a cornerstone of the campaign, especially in Virginia, and, and it was successful. Um, you know, I, I mean, I could also say, look, man, um, you know, the, in California, Gavin Newsom got recalled, um, but he blew out, he blew Larry oh, yeah. out of the water, right? Yep. And, and so, um, you know, because that, that was the other thing that, that oh, well, Larry Elder's going to win, and that's going to be the canary in the coal mine and tell you that the Dems are dead and everything else, and, and Newsom blows them out, right? Now it's California, it's a blue state that's, that's pretty much locked in, but that race was nowhere near as close as Larry Elder and Fox News and everybody on the right wanted to make it seem during the campaign. And so now we look at this at what happened in Virginia and say, okay, you know, what does this mean for Democrats? What it means for Democrats is what it's meant since 2016, right? Or what it meant in 2016 is you got to get your shit together. Um, And you got to figure out your message. You have to 
figure out a new way to articulate your message in a way that appeals to the people, the very people that you're trying to push away. Right. Um, and you know, there's, there's, a, there's a huge debate amongst the left and Democrats on do we need to go more left or do we need to stay more towards the center? Um, and there's, there's valid arguments for both, but I think whatever it is, you need to figure it out and then you need to say it, explain it, and hammer it home, just like the GOP did with critical race theory and vaccine mandates. The left always fails to put their foot on the gas. They want to tiptoe around how do we make everyone happy and they never make anyone happy. Well, I don't even know if it's that, really, I, right? Really? I mean, because, no, it's not making everyone happy. I think there's... Oh, okay. No, go, it's not that because I think there's, there's so much infighting in that the... Is, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, they're trying yeah, to, but I mean, to I think tiptoe that, around like, how do we not offend this group? How do we not... Like, fucking do the right... Do what's right. Well, <laughs> the, but again, I think that what we saw was there was a lot of infighting. There wasn't... I don't think it was how do we make this this group happy. I think you had multiple factions of the Democratic Party saying, "Screw this! We've, you know, catered and you know bent the knee to the to the to the conservatives and the Republicans and the GOP. We've done that too much. So now we're gonna just hammer home what we want, which is good in theory, except for when you have a when you have a group that's broken into five separate wings you, you, and they're all going right. different directions." Yes. Then it's just like all right. Then it's it's effective I mean, for your little wing, but right. for the overall party, right. it's 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 not working. I mean, it was, it was kind of you know plays back into what we were talking about with with Dave Chappelle. Was like I'm not talking about anything that's hateful, but I'm not exactly catering to you, so I'm evil. I'm like fuck's well, sake! Come I mean, on. but and I'm, just, not, I'm sorry, I'm not steering things off course, but I think that's a. An, a, a logical. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I mean that that's where where you can connect that example is like you have, you know, the LGBTQ community that really lashed out at Dave Chappelle, and there were other people that may be considered progressive or Demo Democrats or whatever that didn't that didn't see that as the same issue, right? And they were they really didn't care about it or focus on it at all. And then you have this particular faction of the Democrat that just hammered it. Right, that just hammered it, and so the difference is, is that with the Republicans and the GOP, if they saw that as a as a lightning rod that was going to be a spark for them, for, you know, during this time of year during campaign season, then what you would have saw the entire Republican Party get behind it, and the entire like all the right. messaging, all of Fox News, OAN, Newsmax, anyone that they brought onto those shows, anytime they talked about it, they all would have hammered the same particular thing about it. And they they essentially did because they all pushed back against the people that were pushing against Dave Chappelle, right? Like, so the, the LGBT and trans group that were saying, take down Dave Chappelle, here comes the GOP as a whole saying, look at your cancel culture, now you guys are eating your own and blah, 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 right? Like, all in lockstep, where the Democrats, on the other hand, are you've got some who care about Dave Chappelle and others are more worried about the environment and then others are you know worried about yes. getting social think, services and, and all of those things are important but again what's the message can you can you just tell me what your plan is or what your your theme or can you explain to me your message in a sentence right, right. no commas just <laughs> you know like can you can you, and 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 they can't oh no they cannot and the beauty of it is is for for the Republicans and the GOP. Because the Democrats don't have a solid message, because they're so fractured, that 
all the GOP and the Republicans have to do is just throw out chaos and confusion and you use that to stoke fear. Uh, and you don't have to have a platform that's based in policy. You don't have, a, have to have a platform that is something that is that you can actually execute and if you can't, then can be held accountable for, right? Like all they have to do is just yell out a couple boogeymen Right, CRT, communism, socialism, fascism. Dude, you know, I wish I could push like back. Like they don't even do they. I even, wish I could push back. They don't even need to really put out whole the sentences. Work done, the work is done for them. You know, them. I mean, yes. like all they have to do is say these particular words, and their base gets fired up. And then the Democrats and the progressive left and everybody else, they feed right into it because then they lose their whole purpose. And then it's just let me go argue with the conservative that I disagree with, and let me go uh, get pissed off at him and rant and write a twenty-page dissertation on why I disagree. And it's like nobody's reading all that, but the Republicans are just literally over there saying two, three-word statements and getting a great deal of response, right? And you're trying to take this I, intellectual I, path I, against it. I wish I could push back with, with something solid. I can't. I mean, it's, it's so, frustrating it, as fuck. It, it, because, because what I'm trying to push back against is fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the whole, well, communism and like, okay, tell me what communism even means to you. Right, and, it usually and that's, freezes the conversation. Yeah, I mean, kind of. No, it doesn't freeze the conversation. It because, often does. No, Come I mean, on. With, oh. no, no, it, it doesn't because they don't even ignite. Like they just completely brush that off. If you go to a person, some if we we can go right up the street. I know exactly where we, we can go, go right up the street. We you can know, go. Well, I'm pointing the wrong we, way. We, we, we can go right, way. We can go right up the street. No, we no, go no. in there, and there are plenty of people in in the in the bar up the street that. If you got into a political debate with them and then they started screaming about communism and you said, well, define communism because you don't even know what it is probably. They would completely brush you off, ignore it, and keep moving the conversation, talking about the things that they want to talk about, which are really basic and simple. Correct. But I would still be accurately saying they don't have a and, fucking clue. But that's just it. Well, all right. Right. That's just it. Right, you haven't. That's great. You're right. Oh, look at Congratulations, me! Congratulations, <laughs> Jim. You're right. But guess what? That idiot is still going to go to the polls and do the exact same thing that they were going to do before you talk to them. True. Right. Like so, oh, the whole oh, like no and that's, doubt. That's like, but that's a big issue with the Democratic Party and especially like people on the street. The difference between the two groups, right? Where a Democrat will sit there and argue with you and pull out all the facts and they will give you a timeline and they'll give you the history and blah 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 and all this other stuff. And then the guy on the other side is just like, yeah, fuck that. CRT is stupid. Right, right. Like CRT is making white people feel evil. Right. Therefore, I mean, they're not even like, saying all that. They're just saying, yeah, whatever. It's dumb, right? And they'll turn around, walk away, and they'll go vote the same way. So the question is, how do you combat that? And the well, I'm right. gonna that, that, I, that's the legitimate question. That right, I don't and, have the answer. And, and right now, what we know doesn't work is claiming intellectual superiority high ground and moral superiority high ground and talk, you can do it and you are right and you may, but again, congratulations, but you're still losing elections. Yeah. Right. Um, so the, the plan and the method need to be adjusted and they need to do it quickly because 2024 is fast approaching. Sure. Oh, 2022. You know, well, 2022 is fast approaching yeah. and 2024 is as well. Um, you know, and you get dusted in the midterms. You, you, you got problems, and there's a good chance. Now, historically, there's a good chance that the Democrats are going to get lambasted in the, in the midterms because yeah. that's just how our election cycles go. Definitely. Right? Yeah. But so when you take what's probably going to happen based off of what we know from a historical standpoint, and you mix it with the fact that the Biden administration has had multiple failures that, that they, just, they you can't deny, um, you know, and they're, they're trying to deny them, but okay, you know, but you're, you've had a lot of losses, you've had some wins. Um, 
you're, you're gonna and if they lose in 2022, it, it could be a really bad situation in 2024 if you've got either Trump running again or a DeSantis or one you know one of his clones um, that is basically the same person just with a slightly better uniform. You know, yeah, no, that's gonna be an interesting. Twenty twenty two is gonna be interesting. Twenty twenty four is gonna look, be terrifying. Look, and this is what I'll say, you know, and 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 you know, the the solution I think is 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 it's complicated, it's nuanced. I don't think it's black and white. It's gonna require compromise, and people are really dug in. And I think one of our biggest problems overall as a country is that we are a weak nation. Oh, shots fired. Yeah. To lot, I mean, to the to the country as a whole, we're weak. We're physically weak. Everybody walking around, overweight, out of shape. You know, like yeah, Tommy Toughnuts. But in reality, like physically, people are weak. You know, can you run a mile in ten minutes? Can you bench press your own body weight twenty times? Can you turn around throw ten percent? Own body weight twenty times is pretty. Reason. What's that? Okay, fine. But can you then turn around and 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 squat your body weight plus ten percent for ten times? Can you then turn around and deadlift that same weight for ten times? Right? And can you do it all in twenty minutes? No. Well, oh, that's 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 asking a lot. Is it really? It's really not. And so we've got people who are physically weak, right? We're not disciplined. We don't feed our brains. Right, watching YouTube, you know, reading headlines and reading, you know, five minutes of a of, of a of a news editorial, that's not feeding your brain. People aren't reading actual books now. I don't care as much about how you consume books, right? Because I like to read, but I don't have a lot of time, so I'm a big Audible guy or audio book guy. But we're not feeding our minds, right? In 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 the way that we have historically over over history, right? Um, so you're physically weak. You're mentally weak. You're allowed, and, and the evidence of being mentally weak are the people who are easily controlled by what's told to them in media. Right now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you about oh, liberal media and elite media is lying to you. But if the only way you're learning about things is just because you see it in the news or you see it on a headline or you see it online or you see it on Twitter or social media or whatever, you're not learning about it, right? Like you're just kind of seeing it. Um, you know, sending me. You know, people love to send me YouTube clips. Like I'm not a YouTube guy. Right, um, because like that, that, like you know, you got people who watch you know three or four YouTube clips on something. It's like, oh well, I know this now. Like, oh, you sure? You sure? You, so you know everything about vaccines now. You watch a couple <laughs> ten minute YouTube clips, and, and now you're a fucking vaccineologist, right? Uh, Virologist, no, you're right. But, but um, like, so we've got people who are physically weak, they're mentally weak, they're emotionally weak, right? Um, the emotional thing is something that we've, we, we've always had. We're not dealing with our mental health issues the way that we should. Um, you know, as a country, like, you know, people, everybody's got, like, I don't, like, I feel like I'm an alien because I'm the only person who doesn't have, like, constant anxiety. Everyone's got anxiety. Everybody is depressed. Everybody, so we've got all these different things, right? And when you add it up for a person, like, just as a whole across the country, we were fucking weak. And weak things break. Right? Weak things break. And right now, our country is starting to break apart because we are weak. Our communities aren't strong. Right? Like, just, you know, people live in these suburbs and it's just like, oh, I live in a suburb and the schools are good and the streets are good and the crime is low and everybody drives a fancy car and got nice houses, but those aren't strong communities. 
Right? Those people don't spend time together. They don't know each other. They're, they're not strong. They're, they're just, they're all just there. Everybody spends all their time in their house alone. Right? Everybody goes and they make these man caves and these, you know, they're, they're like they're, these houses are these very palatial estates. And the whole point is so that they never have to leave. And everybody, now, you know, everybody hates everybody, right? I don't like people. I just like being at home by myself and watching Netflix. Uh, okay. And that weakens communities. Right, so we've got weak people with weak minds and weak bodies and weak emotional intelligence, and we have communities that are weak because they're not connected by anything, right, other than literally just a, 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 a fake boundary, and it's breaking us because we are weak. Russia sees it, China sees it, everybody sees it, and they're taking advantage of us in every single way, shape, and form, right? Donald Trump saw it, but he wasn't helping it, he was hurting it, he was part of the cause of it because he saw it. This is about the only thing that he saw is that we were weak and we were easily manipulated, so he took advantage of it, which everyone else around the world is doing, and it's killing us and ripping us apart and breaking us, and we're dying a slow death. How do you fix it? Well, you do the opposite of those things, right? I mean, it starts on an individual level, and you got to rebuild it up. Can we do it in time? Will we do it in time? Are we willing to? I don't think so as an ancient, because at the end of the day, overall, we're lazy and we're tired. Right? There's reasons for a lot of this shit, but at the same time, it is what it is. Um, you know, and so here we are. I've, I've literally let you run with the ball for like 10 minutes yeah. now. And uh, you've made a lot of very logical points. Um, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Um, part of it, I think, is I'm, I'm having a flashback to when I had uh, Dr. Wilmer Leon on our show. Yeah. And we. He said, "We you I think you said to him, what makes it better? He said, shows like yours. So let me pat us on the back collectively because I think, you know, we try to have honest conversations. We usually get along. We butt heads pretty regularly too. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, the, the the whole concept of... of What's going on in society to make this better? I don't know the answer because, honestly, we feel so fractured as a country. And, you know, the... the and there's still people out there, Steve, who think Trump is in office right now. There's people who believe that I, shit. I mean, and we'll, we'll get to the yeah, whole okay, thing with JFK. Let's, yeah, all right. Uh, so, let's, let's, so let's jump... Go ahead. But, uh, you know, what, what I will say is, like, look, while I say all that, there's plenty of good. There's plenty of good, great, gracious people in the world, in our country, in our state, on the street. Um, there's lots of good that is happening and happens every day. So we, while I believe all those things to be true, I think that one, they can be reversed. And the other thing is that there's plenty of good that makes it worth reversing. And we can't lose sight of that either. We can't just beat it all down all the time and say that everything sucks. We have to acknowledge the good and acknowledge, and, you know, and I'm not just talking about, you know. Yeah, Steve, uh, I think we, you and I have different perspectives. And I don't mean this to be dickish, but you've got, look, I love your kid. I love my niece and nephew, but I'm an old guy. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, when I think about what is your kid going to deal with in 20 years, what are my niece and nephew going to deal with in 20 years, I'm, way more scared for them than I am for me because I'm going to be 70. <laughs> so Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, look, I mean, I'm building my kid to be ready for anything, right? She's going to be independent. Yep. She's going to oh, be definitely. physically strong. I want to make sure that I deal with her emotional 
any emotional issues that she's ha- that she has so that she's prepared. So whatever happens, whether it's good or bad, my kid's going to be ready. So I'm not worried, right? If okay. you're prepared, you're not worried. Um, the reason why I think it's important that we fight is because it, it just matters. It matters that you're willing to fight for something. You're willing to fight for a better world. You're, really, you're, you're willing to fight for the, the, the sake of your country, right? And so, you know, we all didn't sign up to, to go to war. We didn't get drafted. We didn't enlist in the, in the military or whatever. Um, and that's not the only way you can do it. Um, there's other ways you can do it. And, 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 and I think just caring and putting forth an effort that, that matters, right? And, and so, you know, when I'm, when I'm dead and I'm, you know, when I'm laying on my deathbed, whether, you know, it's just because I'm, you know, old or whatever, or, you know, something happens and life is flashing before my eyes, I just want to be able to say that, you know, it mattered, right? I, I fought for things that mattered. Um, wasn't always the best, didn't win every time, didn't get all the things accomplished, but I fought and I tried. I, I didn't mean to go that dark, but I feel the same way. You know? I mean, again, I don't have a, you know, direct blood descendant in the fight, but I care about your kid. I care about my brother's kids. I care about my cousin's kids. And I'm very concerned about where things are headed. Um, and... I'm, again, I'm taking this on a really dark road, and it's probably not getting much better because there's just some really ugly stuff happening. Well, I wouldn't say ugly, but we've got so you know uh, the, the 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 three men that killed Ahmad Arbery uh, down in Georgia. Their trial starts this week. Um, you know, the jury was selected. You know, mostly white, eleven to one. Um, you know, eleven white, one black juror. Uh, you know, and the, which is spark debate. Jury of your peers, like, well, I mean, if I mean, they're two white guys, so I mean, in theory, if that was, you know, or three three white guys, so, you know, if it were three black guys and you got the same ratio, I don't know if we'd be that upset. But, um, you know, it's it, it's a it's a case where I f- it feels to me from a legal perspective that this should be relatively open and shut. Um, with those guys going to jail. Yeah. You know, now the third guy who, you know, recorded it, uh, his case might be a little bit tougher. Um, but I mean, I, that's just where I am with this. Um, that, that they should, I think even with a, a, a mostly white jury, um, even in Georgia, I think that if the prosecutors cross their T's and dot their I's, um, that they'll do similar to what you saw in, in Minneapolis. Uh, um, with uh, the George Chauvin, Ford, yep. uh, with, yeah, with Derek Chauvin. Um, that's just in in good. That's the that's the result that we that that we want. Um, you know, they murdered they murdered that kid for no good reason. Um, you know, I mean, we watched it, we, right? I mean, there I was mean, just absolutely it, it, no no reason at all for that kid to be killed, um, and they killed him in cold blood. And and uh, watching him die was was brutal. Um, I still think about it from time to time, and it just it it, it rages me. Um, you know, and it's also the reason. It, it, again, it's also the reason why I think it's so important to take care of yourself physically and think about things like self defense and everything like that because of people that ki- like that that killed this kid or this man. 
Um, you know, and being but able to Steve, help. No, 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 shape. no, 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 okay. I'm not saying, okay. I'm just saying it's just one of those things that goes into my brain, right? That there's people out there like this that are willing to kill me because I, I walked into a house being built. Like, I mean, I just bought a house a few years ago, right? Like I walked into a, you know, I went and looked at a ton of houses, but there were plenty of new houses being built and went and like looked around. I do it literally for my job, right? I've gone to job sure. sites where nobody is there just to go look, right? Maybe people don't know. I mean, it just... Look, I know how this hit close to home, and and in the case of Ahmad Arbery, literally he did nothing wrong. He was curious, right, and got chased down the street. Was a non-threat. Was shot in cold blood, as you just said, and and um, the you know the jurors being coached or whatever you want to call it is kind of gross. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, well. You know, like I said, we'll 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 see where this goes. Like let's let's you know get the trial started, see how it goes. I mean, it should like I said, it should be to me a relatively open and shut case where they end up in jail, uh, and and you know there's justice for Ahmad Arbery and his family. We will see how it goes. Um, you know, I, I feel bad for that area if it does because it, look, if they are found not guilty. Um, you know, I, so, I can't imagine that things will go well. Although, I mean, I, I think that may, maybe there's just protests and, and there is no violence and everything else. But, man. Yeah, you know, something we should talk about, and maybe a whole show, is the proper way to protest. Because, <laughs> because what happened with the George Floyd protests and who was doing what and what happened on January 6th and all that. You know, there might be a better yeah. way. There might be a well, pro- 2021 I mean, version of how to yeah, i mean and, and it's tough because i mean anytime when you have these large groups yeah there are, are the people that you can't control who may be chaos actors or just complete plants or what 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 have oh, you people who just want to see you always use the term right want to see the world burn. just want to see the world burn right? and like and and, and, and you you need to diffuse that while still getting the and how do you do it i don't right? know. i mean i, 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 I don't, don't know because i, I mean, think it's occupy a space make yourself your make your presence felt but don't give outside actors a chance to fuck but things up. It's I know, know that's simple. I mean, and look, I mean, there are some people who will go to great lengths to, to blend in, right? Like, sure. I mean, oh yeah. You know, we'll spend. You know, we'll be a part of the planning process sure. for the event, and so it's just. I, I think of what happened here in Cleveland, though, Steve. And actually, we talked about the United Way a bit earlier, and there were friends of mine from the United Way that were at the downtown protests, and there was a conflict just waiting to happen. And it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of the police and say, okay, if I'm, you know, I've got thousands of people crowding my space and I need to, you know, de-escalate, but yet I'm outnumbered 100 to 1, that's got to be terrifying, even if you have a firearm. Right, without a doubt. I mean, which is why you would think that they would really go the direction of de-escalation more as opposed to escalation, but I mean... Agreed, you know, but whatever. that's not how things um, Yeah, you know, I mean, I just... I, I just... I, you I see where you're going. No, I, I, I completely see where you're going, um, but we'll see what takes place with the Arbery case. Uh, now, you also have Kyle Rittenhouse, who's going on trial, who, you know, he's a kid in Wisconsin uh, who... Uh, shot the from two, Chicago or, area, he, right? He's from Illinois, and then he drove to Wisconsin. Uh, ended up, you know, killing a person, killing two people, two. Yep. and and injuring, injuring another. Correct, correct. Uh, you know, in this case, it's a little bit different. 
Um, you know, I mean, there's there's some things about this case that people really, uh, you know, especially people on the left don't like and think that, well, you know, he should, this is, they think that this is an open shut case where he should go to jail, but I, I disagree. Um, I think self-defense is, is pretty evident. I don't see really? how, yo, yeah, I, I don't see, you know, when you break the video down of that night of what happened, um, you know, and one of, a lot of people want to hang their hat on. He drove across state lines with a weapon. He was underage. All right. First of all, all that's all that's true, correct? It's not true. It's okay. Go ahead. The gun was stored in Wisconsin, so he never drove across state lines with the gun. So if if he did and they cared about it, that could make it federal, but he didn't. The gun was bought there and the gun was stored there, so he never brought it across state lines. It was also in his mother's name. Um, it, you know, it wasn't. You know, it, it was in his mother's name, and she gave him permission to use it. So, you know, he hasn't been charged with e with either of those crimes, right? Illegally owning the, or, you know, okay. illegally okay. transporting the weapon, or, um, being, under, or, or whatever, sure. being underage uh, with it. So that's the other thing, right? Like people think that 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 something's going to hang on that, but he's not being charged with it. So it may come up, but it's not going to be a determining factor, or it's not going to be something that, you know, that ultimately that he can be convicted of. The other aspect of it is that the way the video breaks down, when you watch the way that the people approach him and the way that they chase him and the fact that he runs away, the shooting wasn't his first thing. He was constantly running away, trying to get away from the group. Uh, he was, you know, multiple times backed into a corner. Uh, the people that were chasing them had weapons. One of them had a gun himself, um, you know, bats, skateboards. You know, he trips and falls there coming at him. Um, they knew he had a weapon, and they continued to come at him. Um, he, for what it, what the, what, what self-defense requires by law, he did, right? And people, well, he instigated, right? Like, well, mm, did he, right? Like, he's standing there at a gas station. You see people coming down. They want, you know, there's a, you know, there was a debate on whether the people were going to, looking to set it on fire. You know, when I watch the video, you, you see the people, you know, walking, yelling, you know, all, all this other stuff. They see him and the fact that he has a gun and they say, hey, he has a gun. And they immediately start going towards him. Um, it, you know, now, if if there was an exchange before that, that somehow makes it that he instigated, like that he somehow made them chase him. Right. Because the first thing that he does is he turns and runs as they're coming at him. Right. And so now the question is, what could you possibly say? You know, how could you look at something that someone says where people then physically start to chase you and then say, all right, well, because you said that thing, it's totally OK for those people to chase you down to try to do whatever it is they were going to do to you when they got there. Right. And you're do there's no nowhere does it say when people come at you that you just stand there and let it do, let them do whatever. And then if it's bad, then that's when you defend yourself. That's not how self-defense works. Right. And that's not what he did. They had their exchange. They come at him. He takes off. He runs. He ends up kind of backed into a corner, turns around. They're yelling. They're, you know, trying to get his gun. He shoots, sees the person's down. He says, he alerts that he had shot someone. He runs again. He ends up tripping and falling. They're continuing to come at him. You see someone swing a skateboard at him. He shoots, right? And then he hits the two, the other two people, and then he gets up and he clears the scene, All right? Now, it's ugly. It's unfortunate for the two people that died, but there's nothing that that kid did in, in the videos that I saw and the accounts that I've read. There is nothing that I can determine that says, 
well, it's actually his fault, and he and, and he, he murdered manslaughter. Nothing. That it was all self defense. You may not like it, right? You may want the law changed, right? You may want all of that changed, but that as the law is right now, there's nothing that says that that kid committed murder. So you're, I, I'm gonna say it flat out. What you're saying is, Kyle Rittenhouse should be acquitted. Kyle Rittenhouse is not guilty. Kyle Rittenhouse should, should be, be acquitted. acquitted. Okay. Kyle Rittenhouse should walk out a free man. Okay. Now, I don't like... Look, the kid has shown... I'm not, I'm not a fan. The kid has, has seemed to show, um, you know, with his, you know, accepting the, the support and praise of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and, and um, you know, some of the people that have supported him and shown their support for him. I don't know if, if, if uh, he's exactly my cup of tea socially. Um, you know, we probably don't agree politically, although the kid's, you know, barely 18, 18 19 years old, so I'm not sure how He's not old to drink in Wisconsin yet. Right, I don't know how much credit I'm giving his, his, his worldview, but um, that doesn't change the fact. No, see, we, we, look, we, we butted heads the other day or the other week about banning the uh, Confederate flag. I'm like, I don't want to defend the Confederate flag. I just don't feel good about making it illegal. Well, you don't have to feel good about it. Just fucking do it. All right. Whatever. <laughs> but, this is, but this is kind of the flip side of that. Like, you don't have to like Kyle Rittenhouse to say, legally, yeah. he, you know, he might and, be on the right side of the law. I right. Mean, I mean, like, and, and that's and just I know, the thing. I know you don't feel good about it, but I respect I mean, your it's te- not intellectual that it, honesty. But it's not about feeling good or bad about no. it. Right? It's intellectual honesty. You know, I mean, it's just like, well, well, I mean, he supports this and he supports that. So that means his in his mind, he, right. he was intentionally right. doing that. Right. I mean, and it's just like, it's a lot of if and buts. Intellectual honesty. Right. If and buts, candy and nuts. So, right. all right. Let's, just, let's jump to Jenna Ryan, who said, I will not go to jail. I'm blonde. I'm white. My skin's the right color. I'm not going to jail. Well, so Jenna, Jenna Ryan was at the, the January 6th right. uh, insurrection. Uh, insurrection at the Capitol. Assault uh, on democracy, if I'm going to be that guy. She, you know, she was inside, you know, she recorded herself. I think she did like a Facebook Live post or something like that where she, you know, shows herself inside the Capitol saying it's the greatest day of her life and, and how wonderful it is. Uh, the whole situation was while, you know, people are running around trying to, to kill Mike Pence, Nancy Pelosi, and AOC. Um, no, Steve. They just wanted to pat them on the back but, and um, say we disagree with you. But uh, you know, so she she's you know, so she she was there. Uh, they end up arresting her. She then tweets that she's not going to go to jail for the reasons <laughs> that you listed because she's white and got blonde hair blonde and, and blonde. she's got a good career. She's a real estate agent. I think she was like she might even put it out when she was like she flying was on a private jet. And um, so she ends up getting 60 days in prison, federal prison. It's a misdemeanor. So, uh, but the judge flat out said, look, you're not showing remorse for any of this. Like, I mean, the things that you're saying make you risk for being a repeat offender, right? Like, if you think that you, what you were involved in, you should be absolved from because of your skin color, your hair color, and your job, and we've said sixty days with a better person, right? Is pretty fucking terrifying, right? Like, I mean, she is. I, I mean, look, if you, a, a, a white girl from Texas that uh, you know upper middle class or wealthy in federal prison Eww. for sixty, like for <laughs> six days, is ee, for Give me sixty. A day. I, I would survive literally a day. Yeah, I mean, it's like this is going to be a rough experience for her. Um, you know, 
she she did show remorse day of the sentencing, but I think she was. There's a good the chance to the party, right? I mean, the, but there's a good chance she was, you know, hoping that she would get a light slap on the wrist or some sort of community service, not go to jail, and then be able to say, "See y'all, I didn't go." But the judge had other plans. Correct. So Jenna Ryan, enjoy the huskow, if you yep. will. <laughs> um, All right. So we have to talk about the QAnon shit because you said this to me. Yeah. And you said it to me, and I'm gonna admit something in a second. I want I want to throw it to you, and then so. I see this thing online. I, I, I didn't think that it was real, but apparently there's there's some QAnon person who put out a message. It looked like it might have been in like a Facebook group or some sort of chat, some sort of forum that, uh, what was the date on, on November 4th, I on think. The, yeah, November 4th or something like that, that Donald Trump essentially was going to go back into office and that... JFK, JFK Jr. Jr. was going to be resurrected. JFK Jr. died in 2013, I believe. Uh, uh, it was 2009. He, either way, either he died way, a while I, ago. Right, so either here, way, he's dead. Here's why. When right, he died, it doesn't matter go because he's dead. Right, you can't here, bring him back. Right. So that JFK Jr. was going to, to come back and then anoint Donald Trump as one of the seven kings or the king of kings. Uh, and then everything would be back to normal, and we would be good to go. Okay, so here's why I'm chatting at you. You sent me that text, and I literally had to go, isn't JFK Jr. dead? Yes. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I had to reread it three times, and then okay. I had to look up and to verify I, that JFK Jr. was dead. I was so confused. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this, I'm like, I don't want to sound like an idiot and ask this question. <laughs> like, wait a minute. I, I had to feel... ask it myself and okay, look it up. Okay, well, I yes. feel much better now. Because I, I was so confused. I'm like, wait, so how is JFK Jr. involved in this? I worked for Roxanne Labs in Columbus in 1999 when he died. Oh, he died in 99? I think 99. Oh, I, well, I don't... Uh, either way... You know what? It could have been 2000 or 2001. My, my whole point was that, that he's dead. I read the shit from you. Right, whether he died in 99 or he died in 2019. Whatever. Either yes. way, he's dead, and you're not bringing him back to anoint Donald Trump one of the seven kings or the king of kings. Right? I mean... That would be what I would consider a logical right, point. Like, so, I mean, and there's people out there who legitimately believe it, which, again, goes they back to... They gathered in Dallas, in oh, Dealey Square. Now, I am a JFK conspiracy theorist. I've... You have made I fun know, of me. I, 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 for... For... for and, and I'm not even upset with you, because you're not wrong. But I have spent hours and hours of looking at shit... Uh, it's the only time Jim smokes cigarettes is when he's deep in I, JFK. I've never smoked a cigarette doing it, but I should. There shouldn't be enough cigarettes. No, I smoke weed. Um, Mom knows now I can do this. All of a sudden, and his he, house goes to black and white, and he only has a typewriter. All right. So we're going to find this out. I need this. Well, look, I got it way into the rabbit hole on JFK. You know this. I fuck you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, no, no. I'm Jim, saying fuck you anyway. When, Don't when, get mad, listen, Look, Listen. Ah, ah, ah. When they released the JFK papers, me and you both, I was at work. I was still working for the private firm downtown. And I'm sitting there in meetings, and I got my laptop and my computer up, <laughs> refreshing it, waiting for them to put out the actual JFK paper. And I was doing that for you to make sure we got them before the system crashed <laughs> so that you could have them so you could go into your <laughs> fucking 1955 private eye detective right. thing. Listen. All right. All so right. 
I fully support <laughs> anyway, your insanity. No, no, no I'll, I'll on go. This. Okay, well, this is I fully support we it. Leave it at that. In any Just have event. every right to fucking laugh in, at it. You do. Um, the, what, what the? Where do we even? I don't know. Oh, it's QAnon, man. Q-Anon. Like I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's just JFK like JFK Junior is going to come back and anoint Trump King of Kings. What's I, funny? So, so, so here's, I do have a serious question to ask you. Serious question to ask you. Yeah. Do you think? First of all, I believe Ron Watkins has been identified as Q. I believe that. Okay. Believe it or not, I don't I, care. Whatever. Do you believe at some point Q is just fucking with people? It's like, what can I do? What I mean, can I it, do? It it's like, like <laughs> will these morons buy this bullshit? Because this seems like that. Uh, it's it, it's hard to like. There's no like. You you have to be right. Like you gotta JFK be. JFK like, Junior is going to come back to life like, after this shit twenty is years literally of crashing a plane. South Park. Yes, like I feel like you are a South Park enthusiast. I am, and I feel like South Park read that, got mad, and threw away a script. They're like, "That was next week." Fuck, we can't because like, like, these motherfuckers will actually dumb these people. Right, like we literally can't out psycho these psychopaths, and they just literally took okay, an episode thank off you. the board. I love you. I respect <laughs> you. And when you said this to me, I'm like, "Okay, I know you don't believe this." But I also know but there that are people there are people who, who do. do. Yes. Right? And that goes back to my whole rant about fucking how weak we are, right? Like the fact that we have any portion of our society that believes this to be true. The fact that there are. And the fact that people, people actually showed up in Dallas. <laughs> they actually showed up in <laughs> Dallas. And then someone had to have told them, like, wow. Well, Hey, wait until uh, oh wait until wait March until, wait March until, eight March twentieth. Wait, wait until, until after St. Patrick's Day. Then it's Mike gonna Lindell's be... gonna show up and jerk off and <laughs> cause trees to do oh, bad. For some I reason, I just got the idea of mayonnaise in my head. I don't I, know why. I, I did a bad thing there, and I apologize, man. We gotta we gotta cut this off because you gotta roll. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. But the uh, we gotta talk with Henry Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Thing. So, man, what a Awful situation with Henry Ruggs. He's a receiver for the Raiders. Uh, I think they had a bye week, and he was in Vegas, and he was in a Corvette. He had been drinking, uh, was driving uh, reportedly 156 miles an hour, hit the brakes, slowed down. Uh, air, airbag deployed at well, hit the brake. Well, he slowed down, and he got down to 127, um, and then he hit a woman and her dog in a Toyota RAV4. He was in, like I said, he was in a Corvette and it, you know, the RAV4 bust, combusted into flames and the lady and her dog died. Yeah. Um, he has been charged with DUI resulting in death, um, which is a specific charge in Nevada. Uh, it carries a sentence of a minimum of two years to 20 years. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a awful situation. You know, this lady loses her life. Um, his life is 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 probably essentially over. He, we've seen people rebound from this, um, but you know, it'll really come down to the sentencing. You know, I mean, like going 150, going over 100 miles an hour while drunk, is absolutely going to be an aggravating factor, um, and it, you know, it could push his sentence up beyond the two three year mark. You know, he could be looking at five ten years in prison. Um, you know, Nevada does have good time credit, right? Like, so you get credit for, you know, good behavior and time served. Uh, but you have to go before uh, an official review board before it's granted. Um, it, you know, it's Nevada. It, it hasn't always been a, a fair review board, right? That's one of the issues that they talk about in that state in terms of, of reforming that. 
Um, so, I mean, he could be looking at, you know, he could be looking at an extended sentence. Like, I, I wouldn't assume that he's going to get the minimum of two years. Um, I don't think he'll get the maximum of 20. A lot of it will depend on how remorseful he is and how genuine he uh, purports to be and the actions that he takes between now and uh, the time that he pleads, because I have to assume he would plead. I think it would be crazy to take this to trial. Um, uh, any lawyer encouraging him to take this to trial is insane. You have to plead this out. Uh, and, um, you know, I, 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 I genuinely hope, and, and there have been a lot of people who have come out and openly said that, you know, they have no sympathy for him, they have no empathy for him, they don't feel sorry for him, they don't care. You know, it's all, it's all about the victim. Um, and it is all about the victim, but unfortunately we can't bring her back. Um, Henry Ruggs is still here. Um, he made an awful decision. He made multiple terrible choices that didn't have to be. He's in the, you're in the NFL, right? Like, so no matter what the situation was, like, I know for a fact that there is a, there, they, they give you a special card and you put it in your phone or whatever. And no matter where you are in the world, someone will be there within the hour to get you. Right? That's the beauty of the NFL. Now, the other thing is, motherfucker Uber. Right? Uber, Lyft, we have it, use it. If not, you wanted to keep it private, again, you got the special team with the NFL that you can call up at any point in time. They'll come and get you anywhere in the world, especially in Las Vegas. Um, so, terrible choices all the way through. Now, he's still here. Right? Like, he's not, like, this, this didn't kill him. So now... What for me as a person, as a man who has dealt with issues with sobriety and drinking and, and, and has the DUI himself, my, my wish for Henry Ruggs is that he uses this as, as an opportunity to change his life. Right now, you need to live your life for that victim. You need to be of service. You need to you need to quit drinking. You need to figure out your emotional and your mental issues. You need to get your life on track. Your NFL career is probably done. So now you need, need to figure out a way to use the rest. He's a young man to use the rest of your life um, to better this world for the person whose life that you took. Anything short of that, you have failed. Right. And and the anguish and the pain that you you have to live with, you deserve the only thing that can make this situation better is that he becomes a better man. You know, Steve, when, when I talked to you about this and we changed some text messages, I remember thinking, you and I went to Las Vegas together when I was 46 years old. And now I didn't drive anything. Right. But I was not ready for Las Vegas. You were not. <laughs> and I was a 46-year-old successful professional and Henry Ruggs went from um, Tuscaloosa, Alabama to Las Vegas mm -hmm. and had to deal with that life jump. I, I have no idea what he was dealt with before that. But I really like thought about I went to Vegas and did my Vegas stuff that you witnessed. Mm -hmm. Not shit I'm proud of. Um and when I, when I think about what it would be like to be 22 or 23 years old and make that jump, that's, I can see how that got fucked up. And it, it's yeah. just a terrible situation. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's awful. Um, you know, and, and it's, listen, athletes aren't the only people who go through this. No, right? not, I mean, not, not like, at all. But, but, I mean, I remember going from, like, from West Virginia to, to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. 
And I'm, I mean, I was a sophisticated guy by WVU cheerleader standards in 1993. <laughs> by West Virginia standards. By West Virginia yes. standards. But right. I, look, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm also not trying to be a... Uh, but whatever. I had been in big cities. And then I'm in New Orleans. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Right. And I put myself in Henry Ruggs' shoes and think, okay, for him, this is just a total world flip to go from wherever he was before to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to Las Vegas. Yeah, which is an easy place. Yeah, to I mean, and make you know, decisions. listen to your point. Like, I mean, there are certain places. Like when I was picking law schools, I you know was accepted in the University of Miami, uh, and said I can't you went go to there. Chicago. Well, I, I and I went to Chicago, and <laughs> there was there's there, issues. There in were Chicago there, there was issues in Chicago, <laughs> but look, I told I could not go to Miami because I said I will not graduate. Right between you will the, survive the women and the. Lifestyle, everything else. There was no like I love Miami, right. but the, the reason why you're going to law school in Miami is right. The reason why I love Miami is why I could not go to law school in Miami. So, Understood. Um, you know, I so I get exactly what you're saying. Um, like I said, it is an awful situation. Um, you know, first and foremost, you know, your heart goes out to that woman's family. Um, and but I can I, I can say that my heart goes out to Henry Ruggs. Um, you know yeah. he's he's still here. He's got to live with it. And now uh, the only thing, the only way this it's any so of this, brutal, man. Man, the only so the only way any of this works or makes any sort of sense or has any sort of happy remotely happy ending right. is if he becomes a better man. And and I don't just mean all right he quits drinking. Like I mean you, you got to pull out all the stops. Like you 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 got to be something worth fucking writing a book about. Um, you know, and, and that none of it absolves him from, from what happened. None of it absolves him from the guilt and, and what he'll have to live with. But that's, that's the only way that there's a remotely acceptable ending to this. You're right. I mean, he's got to own what happened and, and, and make the best. Cause him rotting in jail for 20 years doesn't, right. Does nothing. No, we talk, I mean, look, we talk with Derek Chauvin, like him going to jail, he definitely belongs in jail. But does it different. make me feel better? Different. Oh, hundred percent different. Derek Chauvin, and fuck him. Right, I, look, he I, murdered that guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this but, kid made but, terrible but, decisions. But, 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 but we, were, we, we remember saying, I remember saying, like, this is the right thing, but it just, I, you know, I don't feel relief. right. It's not because but, it's not going to. But having like, said there, this, then, having said this, right, right. you're right, Henry Ruggs. I, you know, him, uh, ugly. Situation, and then the the third string quarterback for Ohio State went out and got himself a DUI this weekend. Who's that? The third string, I don't know, uh, whatever. The uh, third uh, string quarterback uh, for Ohio State, who would probably be a starter at any other school in the country, uh, but because he's at Ohio State, we don't know who he is. I didn't know that. That's a that's a sneak into the. Uh... Yeah, I, well, I just saw it. I literally just saw it um, um, walking in here. So All right. anyway, brother, I know you got to roll. You got to pick up food for the family. Uh, love you, man. We'll. Uh, wrap this show up.